God has something to say to us that is getting ready to revolutionize our lives. And so I want you to go with me to 1 Samuel 17. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Mix match kind of God. He's, he's the kind of God that will call a stuttering man to prophesy to Pharaoh. That just don't match. And God said, that's how I get glory. Because I'm not looking to match things up according to man. So, as a matter of fact, I'll call people to places that don't make sense to you. Because when I call them to a place that don't make sense to you, then you're going to have to give me glory for what I do in their lives. But if it matches, you will say it was supposed to work out that way. But when you look back over your life and you know, man, I'm not supposed to be in the position that I'm in. When you look back over your life and you say, I wasn't supposed to graduate based on the statistics. If you did an evaluation of my neighborhood, I was never supposed to make it out of that neighborhood. But because of the hand of God on my life, I made it out of some places I was supposed to die in. Where are those kind of people at that know if it were not for the hand of the Lord on your life, you would have been like some others who are in your neighborhood. It was, it was the hand of God. It was the hand of God. 1 Samuel 17, starting with verse 17. And Jesse said to David, his son, take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain and these ten loaves and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers. Carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers. Also take ten cheeses to the commander of their thousands. Here is David doing the work of a delivery boy. Doing the work of a delivery boy. Verse 18. Also take again 10 cheeses to the commander of their thousands. See if your brothers are well and bring some token from them. Verse 19. Now Saul and they and all the men, this is the ESV version, and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper left the sheep with a keeper and took the provisions and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the encampment as the host was going out to the battle line. He came to the place where God would take him from obscurity to notoriety. The camp, the battle line, he came looking like the bellman, came like looking like the luggage boy, but God had something great on his life. Aren't you glad you don't have to look like it because you're anointed for it? I, I'm 
I'm so glad I ain't got to walk around trying to look like nothing. I know what I'm anointed for. And so when you know what you're anointed for, you don't have to look like it. Glory be to God. So he came and he came to the encampment as the host was going out to the battle line, shouting the war cry. And Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. And David, here it is. And David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage and ran. He left the things that he had been carrying. He left the baggage and he took off. He left the baggage and he accelerated. I believe that there's some people who are listening right now. You get ready to drop off your bags. You get ready to drop some stuff off and you're going to accelerate like you have never accelerated before because you've, you're, you're lighter than you've ever been before. So he dropped off the baggage and he ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers as he talked with them. Behold, the champion. Here it is. The Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before. And David heard him. Let's pray quickly. Father, I thank you right now for the word that you will share with your people. Open us up, God, that we may hear, that we may receive all that you have to say to us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Before we come to 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, we have to do some, some backtracking. 1 Samuel uh, 16 tells the story about how David was selected, how David was chosen, how David was picked out. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature. He says, please don't pay attention uh, to the outside. He said, I don't want you looking for the king based on how he appears. He says, so don't look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because uh, I have not chosen or I have rejected him. This is dealing with uh, Jesse's sons. When Samuel came to anoint the next king of Israel, there were people or, or the brothers of David who were brought before Samuel who looked like they could be the next king. And each and every person that came before uh, Samuel was not the one chosen by God. Each brother came before the prophet and the prophet said he ain't the one. The next one came and the prophet said he ain't the one. And he went through all of the brothers and he asked Jesse, do you have another son? 
And he says, yes, I have another son. He's out there with the sheep. And he said, we won't even take a seat until he gets here. Go ahead and get the son that you guys have left out. They went and got the son that was left out that didn't look like the next king. And God was saying through the narrative, he said, I am a mix-match kind of God. I'm not looking for someone who looks the part. I'm looking for someone who has a heart for the part. And so what you have to understand is that God is a mixed match kind of God. He will not choose you because you look like you're supposed to fit that role. He will choose you based on your heart, your character, your passion for him. Every person in transition will have to leave something behind. Each and every person. You, David, in David's case, David has to leave the sheep behind because he's being called to operate in this authority. He's being called to operate in his kingship. So each and every person that's in transition, you're going to have to leave something behind. For the first time in our narrative, David is headed to the battle line. He's headed to a new place because he's getting ready to accept this new role, this new position that God has called him to. This is the heart-playing shepherd boy who finds himself among warriors. H have you ever found yourself among people that don't really fit who you are in the moment? Have you ever found yourself in new places and you're looking at your surroundings and you're saying to yourself, you know, I really don't fit this place that I'm in right now. But you can sense that there is a call on your life to come up to another level. I believe that there's some people in this room right now that's being introduced to their tomorrow. Yeah, God is introducing you to what is to come. He's sent by his father in 1 Samuel 17 to the battle line. He comes as a shepherd boy dressed as a bellman. He comes with the supplies, with the luggage. He comes with the things that's needed to feed the soldiers. He's feeding the people who are in position to fight the battle, but they are stuck in complacency. He's feeding people that won't do nothing. He, he's feeding them, and they're in the place that he's getting ready to occupy, but God has to first introduce him to his new level. And so anytime God is getting ready to introduce you to a new level, you got to come low. And you got to come humble. Before you take on this, this place or position of authority, don't tell them that you've been anointed for this. 
Don't let nobody know that Samuel poured oil on your head. He did that in 1 Samuel 16, and now he is operating as a bailman. And God is saying, don't get confused by your luggage. Don't, don't, don't get confused by your luggage because your luggage doesn't often tell you where your lodging is. What am I saying? Sometimes you're headed to a place that just don't match what you're carrying. Oh, my God. There are some people in here right now. You're headed to a high place and you keep looking at your luggage saying, my luggage don't match. And God is saying, your luggage ain't got to match. He said, I've anointed you for purpose and I've anointed you for destiny. Do not get confused by what you carry. Don't let that convince you that I haven't called you to the palace. Don't, don't let that confuse you because some people will judge you, you know, based on your luggage. Yeah, they will judge you based on what you carry. See, that's why, you know, some people get these Louis Vuitton bags, Gucci bag. You don't showed up with your Gucci bag, your Louis Vuitton, and, and you just, you, you can just sit it on your lap. And, and what that bag does, it speaks to status. It's a statement piece. But what happens when you are called to greatness, but you don't got your bag yet? God. I, I, I'm talking to some people that are watching and in the room right now who know you've been called to greatness, but you ain't carrying your bag yet. You say, the thing I'm carrying is falling all apart. I, I, I got a raggedy bag. <laughs> I, I got a raggedy bag, but I'm blessed. I'm carrying something that is not a prophetic picture of where I'm going. And, and the Lord said, I'm a mismatched kind of God. I, I don't allow your stuff to match for you coordinated people. You know, you got all your stuff matching. I, I done seen some people, they, now they, and I'm, I'm guilty, Jesus. <laughs> I said, I want my face mask to match what I got on. I need a brown face mask to match my shirt. And God says, that ain't, that ain't the way that I operate in your life. And, and the Lord reminded me of, of an experience that I had. I, I, was, I was sent for and I traveled to New York. And I packed all of my stuff in, in my luggage and, and I got everything together and, and, and I got on a plane and, and I'm excited about uh, going to New York. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going back to the Big Apple and I'm, I'm amped. I'm amped. And I get off the plane and I grab my stuff, go to baggage claim, you know, and get my things. And uh, I, I get in the um, the, the taxi at the time. It wasn't Uber yet. We jumped in the taxi. This is about 13 years ago. And, and they took me to the hotel. And I got to the hotel and it was the Mandarin in New York, which is a five-star hotel. And, and I get to the hotel 
and the bellman has my bags, and we get on to the elevator, and the Lord told me, he said, look at your bags. And I looked at my bags, and my bags was raggedy. I had raggedy bags at a five-star hotel. And the Lord told me in that moment, he said, your luggage don't match where you're going. He, he said, now you're looking at your luggage and I want you to pay attention to it because it does not match where I'm taking you to. And, and, and my luggage really gave me away because people who were at the hotel, I'm sure, could look at my luggage and say, he's not on the socioeconomic status that we're on. They could have looked at my luggage and, and said, he ain't supposed to be here. But at the end of the day, my room was paid for just like there was. And God said, I paid for some things that I'm calling you to that you just don't match yet. But will you get comfortable with where you don't match? He said, this is your future. I'm calling you to something great. But I need you to get comfortable uh, even when you're carrying things uh, that don't match your destiny. Yeah, there are moments where it just don't match. And you got to be all right with that. You, you got you to gotta be able to thank God for where he's called you to despite the fact that you're carrying some stuff that's raggedy. That you're carrying some stuff that looks a mess. You got to be all right with that and say, okay, this is just temporary. This is just for a moment. Uh, but I know God is getting ready to balance some things out in my life. God is getting ready to level some things out in your life. I'm telling you, it's getting ready to happen. You get ready to prosper as, as your soul prospers. There's some stuff that's getting ready to level out. You keep looking at your house and you're saying, my God, this thing is just not matching up. I got all of these visions and dreams, but I'm still living in. God, where is my house to match my heart? Where is my house to match my heart? And he said, will you allow me to take you through the process? Because before you possess it, I got to introduce you to it. And you got to become comfortable with the new place that I'm calling you to. David, get down to the battle line. I, I want you to see something because I believe that this environment is about to stir up a giant killer in you. I just had to get you in the area code uh, of your anointing. Yeah, that's all I had to do. I just had to get you close, David. Uh, God is getting some people close uh, to the area of their anointing. He said, I don't want you to miss this. If I can get you close to it, I will stir up something on the inside of you that makes you want to fight again. Yeah, David knew what it was like to fight, but he had to get on the battle line because the battle line was the place that God was calling him to. There was a giant that he had to fight, to slay, to kill. And God said, let me introduce you to your next launching pad. But he shows up and he is dressed like a bellman. 
He's dressed like a mailman. He's dressed like a delivery boy. And when he shows up on the battle line, I guarantee you, the people that saw David thought that he was out of place. Oh, my God. Based on what he was wearing, he looked out of place. But what they didn't realize is that the greatest fighter among them was dressed like a bellman. Oh, my God. The greatest warrior had just showed up on the scene. David comes dressed carrying the luggage of a bellman with the anointing of a king. Oh, my God. He shows up with an anointing on his life to handle the thing uh, that has been causing them to fear. He shows up. He shows up. He had just been anointed in 1 Samuel chapter 16. He was anointed, but he was a secret. And God is saying uh, to us through the text, he's saying, listen, you've been kept a secret long enough. I'm about to introduce you to some people that never really met you. Yeah, they ain't never met you. You showed up in Saul's house playing the harp. They never met you. They thought you was just a musician, but you was a king. They missed it because you were carrying uh, the luggage of a musician. Oh, my God. They missed it because you had a harp in your hand. But they didn't understand uh, that the anointing on your life uh, was so great uh, that I positioned you to take the throne. Hallelujah. Where are the people at that say, my luggage just don't match? It, it just don't match. It just don't match. I, I'm, I'm troubled by it uh, because my luggage looks raggedy. I've been, have a seat. I've been carrying this and it's, and it's, and it just looks bad. It, it looks bad. I, I pull up and, and I'm somewhat ashamed. You know, when I was at the Mandarin, and, and I realized where I was, I, I, I wanted to, like, hide my luggage. I said, Lord, let me. See, listen, the bellman, he got my stuff, picked up my luggage, and, and I felt bad for him. I wanted to tell him, leave my, I carry my own stuff, man, just. <laughs> Leave my luggage alone. Ain't none of this stuff matching. I don't even know where I got the luggage from. But I showed up and I walked in my room despite the luggage that I was carrying. Can you imagine how David feels? He's sent on an assignment. And the anointing on his life is for the throne. But the assignment that he's called to operate in right now is the assignment of a bellman. This, this, this should help some of us who keep looking at what we're doing and we're saying to ourselves that I'm better than this. 
This should help you. This should help you. Because the thing that you think you're better than is taking you to the thing that God ordained for you. I want you to hear me right now. That's why you ought to carry that stuff with a smile on your face and get down to the battle line. David said, I got the luggage and I got the things. I got all of the supplies. But but I know that this is not my future. He's walking down to feed people who have the position but not the anointing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the ones that's dressed like the soldiers. But David is the one with the heart of a warrior. See, I want you to hear this because you keep looking at how people are dressed around you. You're looking at the outside, and, and it has you all messed up. You, you're, you're intimidated right now, and, and you're all stuck in this place of, of, of jealousy, and, and you're, you're looking at them, and you want what they, what they got, and all they got is the appearance of. Oh, my Lord, I want you to hear me right now. And, and you got something on the inside of you. If you know you got something on the inside of you, make some noise right now. Make some noise right now. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. If you know, I don't, I'm not just walking around looking like it. Yeah, I know y'all all in position and y'all standing on the battle line, but ain't none of y'all swung no sword yet. He gets on the scene. Be seated. David gets on the scene, right? And his hating brother, his eldest brother, Eliab, got something to say as soon as he gets on the scene. He says to him, as he's asking questions about Goliath and the battle that is ensuing, he, he, he's asking questions, and his brother says, well, what about, what, what, what about those sheep that you're supposed to be watching? See, see, people will always remind you of what you used to do when you're headed to what God called you to do. I don't want you to trip off of people who get upset because you get ready to step your feet in new territory. Because what they're going to do is they're going to remind you, well, ain't you got something to do uh, right now? Shouldn't you be around sheep right now? Shouldn't you be leading sheep right now? You stepping into the territory of a soldier. And, and I want you to start telling people, announcing to the world, the reason why my feet is here is because my hand's about to possess it. I want you to start telling people uh, the reason why I showed up is because I'm about to own some stuff. Uh, the reason why I'm here is not, is not to be a shepherd boy. Yeah, you, you got me twisted. You, you keep looking at my past. I'm telling people who know your past, they will keep you stuck they will keep you trapped based on what they know of you. 
Yeah, what they know, what they know, what they know has nothing to do with what God is calling me to. You can know all you want to know about what I used to do yesterday, uh, but I will not. Oh, my God. I will not allow you to hold me to my luggage. My luggage. My luggage is something that I carried, but I'm not attached to. Yeah. My luggage is something that I carry, but I'm not about to keep it. As a matter of fact, where the baggage keeper's at? I, oh, my God. See, there's some baggage keepers. I want you to leave your baggage with the people who like to keep it. I want you to hear me right now. I want you to leave your baggage with the baggage keeper and then run off. Oh, my God. The scripture says... See, you keep worried about the baggage keepers. You, you, you're frustrated because of the baggage keepers. I thank God for the baggage keepers because you need somebody to hold your bag when it's time for you to run. Oh, my God. Go ahead, hold my bags. Go ahead, hold my stuff. Yeah, all of the stuff that you want to hold on to, go ahead and hold on to it. Uh, but I got to go. I'm about to fight a giant. I'm about to ship the destiny of my entire house because I got something on me. Oh, my God. And it's the anointing. That's what I got on me. I, I got the anointing on me. And, and this next victory, God told me to announce this. This next victory is not going to just set you up. It's about to set up your whole house. Now, if you're one of those people who believe it, I dare to just shout glory in this place. Come on, give God some praise for 10 seconds. 10 seconds of praise. 10 seconds of praise. 10 seconds of praise. David is carrying his luggage. But something great is about to happen. He's on his way to the battle line, and God has set him up for purpose. Somebody shout, I've been set up. I've been set up. I don't look like it, but he was hiding me in something that, something that would keep me a secret until it was time for me to go public. I believe that there's some people that's been hiding in some obscure positions. He got you in that job for this season. But in a moment, you're getting ready to get sent on a positional assignment. It's a positional assignment. This assignment is getting ready to launch you. This assignment is going to take your name from obscurity to notoriety. David, you about to become a household name. God. See, you got to hear me right now. There's some people right now, and God is saying to you, why are you, why are you tripping? Why, why are you concerned? Uh, just go ahead and, and let them think that you're the bailman. Go ahead. Just go ahead and act like it. Just go ahead. Carry the bags and just, and just smile. Yeah, yeah. Go get their coffee and sit it right there on their desk. Uh, let them tell 
you uh, all the secrets to their position. Uh, you just sit there and just listen uh, and you just smile uh, and don't make yourself a threat too soon. Uh, just go ahead and just sit there uh, and say you want some cake uh, to go with that coffee. Uh, I know what I was anointed for. Uh, I'm not needing no one uh, to lift me up. Uh, I'm good right where I am. See, some of y'all, y'all don't know how to stay a secret long enough to get the information. You don't know how to stay a secret long enough to, to write all the notes. Yeah, I'll come in here sweeping if I have to. I'll come in here with a broom. I'm sweeping up the cafeteria. I just want to get close to where the executives are talking about the business deals. You ain't got a match. You ain't got a match. You ain't got to look like it. Just show up. And keep your mouth closed until it's time. When the problem presents itself, when Goliath comes out among the ranks, that's your time to say who you are. Oh, don't do it too soon. They'll kill you if you speak too fast. They'll shoot you down uh, if you open up your mouth too soon. Uh, but if you can get in a room and say, I ain't got to look like it. Uh, matter of fact, they ain't even got to know. Uh, I'm all right with being a secret. David shows up carrying baggage. But he's the greatest warrior among them. Looking like a boy don't even have the attire of a warrior. So much so that Saul wants to give him the right attire for the job. And he says, no, I don't need the attire. If I got the anointing, I don't need the attire. If I got the oil, where are the people at that got the oil? You got the oil. You got the oil. I dare you to just begin to, to shout right where you are if you got the oil. You got the anointing. Hallelujah. David is getting ready to do something that's getting ready to shift the destiny of his family. He's getting ready to do something that they never thought he could do. They don't believe in him, and they ain't got to believe in you either. Oh, my God. See, we keep waiting on people. Why do we wait on people to believe in us? Ain't nobody on the scene that believes in David. They think he about to die. When they send him out there, they don't believe he get ready to win for real. They just tired of looking like punks. And they got somebody that's courageous enough to, to meet the battle where it is. They send David out there and he ain't got none of the luggage that they believe is necessary to win the fight. This man pulls out a slingshot and starts looking for some smooth rocks. See, the next victory you're about to get, you're about to, about to get it unconventionally.
You get ready to get a win with stuff that other people could never win with. I want you to hear me right now. Go ahead, get yourself ready. Go ahead, get yourself in position and grab what God told you to grab. Grab what you used before that got you a win. God said you're about to win and your family is about to experience elevation. You're getting ready to go higher. David, David is the one that's anointed. Saul's in position. He's no, he doesn't even have the spirit of God on him anymore. Stop worrying about what doesn't match. God said, you're about to win a great fight. I want you to stand to your feet all across the room. You're about to win a great fight. If you can handle this process, if you can handle it, if you can handle the process that God wants to take you through, I'm telling you right now, let everybody come in looking like they got it. Don't get intimidated when you go in and you're like, but look at my bags and look at theirs. Look at what I'm carrying compared to what they have. All of these soldiers got shields and helmets on and swords in their hands. And here comes a shepherd boy who doesn't even match the environment. And he's the greatest warrior. You may be more than what you think you are. Why? Because you keep looking at how everyone else looks. And you're intimidated when you come in some rooms and you don't even know. You, you, you got the, the, one of the greatest visions in the room. But you, you, you're afraid because everybody else looks like they make it. You've downgraded the anointing of God that's on your life. Every person under the sound of my voice, do, do not walk in another room intimidated by people who look like they fit the role. Do, do not, I, I want you to put your hands in the air. Each and every person that's watching right now, I, I don't ever want you to walk in another room intimidated by people who look like they supposed to be there. There is a great call on your life and you are anointed for this. But I need you to do one thing for me. Leave the baggage with the baggage keepers. Leave, if you don't remember nothing else, leave the baggage with the baggage keepers so you can run. Acceleration is about to hit your life. I don't care what you used to carry. I don't care what used to weigh you down. God said, leave it with those who keep bags.